It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Aggies were ranked 25th in the preseason coaches poll. I think this shows respect to the talent on the roster and Bobby Petrino. You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to us by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner. You can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Preseason top 25, folks. We talked about this a little bit last week. I think it was 24-7 Sports put out like they predicted how the first AP poll would go. Now, of course, this is the coaches poll. but um, And they had AM inside the top 20, actually. And I kind of said, if I had to guess where Texas A&M would be ranked preseason, it would be in the 23 to 25 range. And that's where we ended up being in the coaches poll. I, I respect the coaches poll because, I mean, these are, you know, these are coaches. These are the guys that they know what they're talking about. They're coaching college football at the Division One level. They know, you know what I mean? So I respect these rankings a lot um, personally. And the thing I'll say is this. I think this – the Aggies being inside the top 25, I think it shows respect to the talent on this roster and Coach Petrino. So what I mean by that is this. We know how talented this football team is based on stars, blue chip ratio, stuff like that. We, we understand that. I talk about that on a daily basis here on Locked on Aggies. This is one of the most talented teams in college football based on stars, player rankings, stuff like that. That matters. I get it, you know. I um, it's funny how like I'll, I'll debate people on at Texas A&M football and college football people that aren't really in you know Aggie fans, and it really is seems like people just don't like it's like people say well that's your only argument is how good the players are and I'm like I think how good the players are is a pretty solid argument for why this team could have a good season hey I maybe I'm you know but I'm and so. I get that all the time. People, people, people say that exact quote to me. It's you know all your, the only argument for this team is is how good the players are. It's like well, generally good players lead to victories. Um, and then my other argument for this team is Bobby Petrino. I think people now that we know he's going to be calling plays, I really think people are starting to say, "Wow, Texas A and M could be a dark horse to win the SEC, to win the SEC West," just based on the fact of how good of an offensive mind Bobby Petrino is. I mean, it's historic how good he is calling plays as an offensive mind. That matters. And I think coaches know that. I mean, you know, coaches know. I always love hearing coaches talk about other coaches, paying their respects to other coaches. And I think this shows respect to Coach Petrino. I think, I mean, like I said, that's just that's just my take on this. That could be completely not accurate. But to me, it feels like coaches are looking at this roster and saying, it's a dang good football team based on personnel, and you have one of the most historic offensive play callers in college football history. That's a recipe for success. So, I mean, now, the other school thought for this, 
I've seen this a lot on, on Texas A&M Twitter is kind of like people saying, I wish we wouldn't have been ranked. I like the whole underdog thing. Frankly, to be brutally honest with you, my I, I don't disagree with that, with that take. I, I, I agree there a little bit. But I'm to the point where it's like, I think being ranked 25 with the talent of this roster is an underdog thing. I mean, the talent on this roster, you should not, you should, this should be a preseason top 10 team. Now, I, I'm not saying they, I'm saying that if you take, if last year the Aggies were nine and three, this team would be a preseason ranked top 10, probably top five. I get that the five and seven season really kind of, through a, a a wrench in that in the plan of this team being ranked high, but what I'm saying is based off that talent, this team should be ranked higher than 25, and it's not. So I still I still see the underdog mentality coming from this. Now I agree. It's like, well, heck, if you're gonna put us 25, put us 29, so we're not in the rankings. I'm cool with that. I get I get that. I agree with that statement. I'm big. I'm a big believer in that. In the whole, I don't want to be ranked. I want to be the underdog in every game. I don't want, you know, you don't want pressure on the players. I get that. I think that's a great all-around take. But I also think that, like I said, that's my my whole argument here is I think this team, with how good it can be and how good the roster is, I, I think being ranked 25 is underdog, underestimated, underappreciating the talent on this roster. But, no, I think the Bobby Petrino thing, folks, I do. I think that's a big deal. I think – um, I think people are starting to kind of understand what he's going to do for this Texas A&M football team. And I think it's going to be, he's going to do, I mean, he's going to turn this off from one of the worst in the SEC to one of the best in the SEC with the same personnel, just like that. And no disrespect to coach Fisher, but I mean, his offense just did not work last year. This is the year folks. I think that we're going to see this offense really take a step forward with coach, which you know, calling the plays. Now, when you look at the rest of these rankings, um, Bama was at three. I think this is speaking of respect. I think this is a great example. This is an Alabama team that there are. So, we're actually gonna gonna talk break through that Alabama game a little bit today on Locked On Aggies. But this is a Bama team that there are a lot of question marks surrounding this football team. Yet they are still preseason ranked number three, higher than LSU, who's number five. That really shocked me. But folks, I think that is respect to Coach Saban, and that's what I've said. I was. You know, early on, I was kind of in the camp that I think Texas A&M is going to be able to take care of business against Alabama, which, like I said, we'll get more into that here in segment three when I talk about that game. But then I kind of just sat back and said, you know, Andrew, you have got to remember, this is Nick Saban. Nick Saban, one of, if not the best college football, head college football coaches in the history of the game. He's going to find a way with scraps and pieces, whatever it is. And I say scraps and pieces, like all these players aren't five stars, but you get what I'm saying. Like the quarterback, you, 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 uh, there's question marks there. There's depth question marks. It, I don't think it matters. I think Coach Saban's going to be okay. So, and the reason I bring that up is I think that's the respect factor I talked about with Coach Petrino. I think they're giving Alabama a bit of the benefit of the doubt. Now, I knew they were going to be top five, but I thought they would be number five. I, honestly, I thought they'd be number five, maybe number four. I did not think they would be top three. So I think that is they're giving Coach Saban some respect, kind of like how respect is being given to uh, Coach Petrino and the talent of this roster just based off how good it is. And I think that kind of stood out to me, folks. I mean, I, genuinely, I think that people, I think that people are have been under underestimating this Texas A&M football team, and I don't think they should be. I think this team is going to come out and surprise some folks, but I think that the ranking. I think it shows respect to the to coach and, and the talent. Like I said, uh, Tennessee's at 10. 
So I obviously I just wrote down the opponents that are ranked. So um, you got like I said, Bam at three, LSU at five, Tennessee at ten, and Ole Miss at twenty-two. I was a little surprised to not see the Arkansas Razorbacks on this list, and even maybe the South Carolina Gamecocks. Definitely the Raz- the Arkansas Razorbacks. I really thought you'd see them here. Um, frankly, I thought they'd be ranked higher than um, than the Aggies. To be honest with you, I, I thought I, just based off you know how people look at these teams right now, I w- I wasn't going to be one bit surprised to see the Razorbacks ranked higher than the Aggies in, in these preseason rankings. So, but we didn't see that. So that means as of right now, the Aggies are going to face three preseason top 20 I mean sorry four preseason top 25 teams this is obviously the co- the coaches poll not the AP poll but so you're going to play four ranked teams um I think there's a chance that Arkansas, Miami and South Carolina are all ranked the time you play them so that, and even I think Auburn has a chance to get ranked so I think there's a world where eight of these eight teams you play this year end up being ranked which is not super fun but you know it's an SEC schedule folks that's what you're going to get so but like I say folks the Aggies are preseason ranked to the top 25. Let me know in the comments, on the, in the YouTube comments, folks, what you think about that. Do you like that? Are, are you happy the Aggies are there? Do you wish they'd have been left out of the rankings? I think there's an argument for both sides. So let me know in the comments, what do you think? Are you happy or not happy that the Aggies were ranked in the preseason coaches poll at the number 25 spot? I'm going to rank the true freshmen based off of a couple things, whether it be the impact I think they're going to have, how they're doing thus far in fall camp, and just flat out my excitement for what they're going to do this season. So we're going to go, we're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our wonderful friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is back, sponsoring the show here. I love bird dogs. I'm wearing them right now. They are comfortable. They sent me a new pair of pants, and I absolutely love them. I'm wearing them currently. Like I said, they fit great. They look good. Normally, I'm a you know, I'm a nine inch shorts guy. I'm a you know, the, the little bit longer to the to the knee guy. They sent me the seven inchers, and I was a little when they sent me the seven inch shorts. I was a little uh, I was a little skeptical because you know I'm not a big let the 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 let the thighs fly kind of guy you know that's not me but i like these shorts folks they're not my my style and I, like i said i was skeptical they fit great they're comfy they look good i love them they make your legs look good they make you feel good you know what i mean, I mean you know what i mean when you wear a piece of clothing and you're like man i look good today that's how i feel when i wear these shorts i absolutely love them you have got to go give bird dogs a chance i tell everybody every day Please go get some bird dogs. They are the best shorts, best pants I have ever owned in my life. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat. That is the hat I'm currently wearing, folks. For those of you watching on YouTube, it's comfy and I love this hat as almost not as much as I love the shorts, but this is a, I love this hat. Amazing hat, looks good, feel good, play good, love it. So, folks, you will not want to take your bird dogs off. I absolutely promise you that. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, 
your team every day. Okay, folks, talking about bird dogs gets me fired up. I mean, it just gets me fired up. But back to some true freshmen that I'm excited about. I um, this is funny. I uh, there is a is number so number one on my list. I think everybody, every one of you everydayers that listens to Locked On Aggies is going to know exactly who I like at number one. I think there's a couple surprises here. I think my number four is going to surprise some people. Frankly, I think all of it's going to surprise people. So let's just get on into it. My number one drum roll, Ruben Owens. If you listen to this show on a day-to-day basis, you know how much I like Ruben Owens. You know the kind of impact I think he's going to have for the Aggies in his true freshman campaign. I think I, I just got a comment. I, I, I having a conversation with somebody saying that they think Ruben Owens is going to take over by the end of the year, and I said, my friend, I have said the same thing, and I agree with you 100%. I think Ruben Owens is the guy. If I had to like put a week on it, like if you're like, Andrew, which week does Ruben Owens take over as the guy? Um, I don't think it's going to happen against New Mexico or Miami. I could maybe see it happening by the Auburn game, by the start of conference play. Um, and you got to remember, folks, when I say this, the one thing I need to make clear when I, when I gas up my main man, Ruben Owens, is that I am not in any way putting down Amari Daniels and Le'Veon Moss. I think they're all in store for good seasons as well, even David Bailey. I just think Ruben Owens is that good that like he's going to get really good running backs off the field based off how good he is. So Ruben Owens is my number one right now, folks. I, I mean, he is the guy. I like him a lot. Um, and I think he's going to put up monster numbers. I've talked about it. I think he could have a Quinshawn Judkins-esque freshman season. I made an episode talking a bit about that, and I think people kind of misunderstood what I was um, – you know, people were saying there's no Judkins, there's no way – I don't think that he's going to put up similar numbers. I don't think he's going to lead the SEC in rushing because I don't think he's going to have the same amount of, of touches. I don't think he's going to get the same amount of carries, receptions, but or I mean, snaps even. But I do think that he could have a similar yards per touch type of thing, You know, to where yards per touch is a way to look at, okay, this running back had 200 carries, this running back had 135 carries, but, but the running back with 135 carries had around the same yards per touch. I think, you know, I think we could see that. And and that to me is a stat that so I'm not saying he's gonna have the same season as Judkins stats wise, but I think he could have a similar season based off yards per per touch and based on the eye test. So <clears throat> I'm excited about Ruben Owens, folks. I think everybody should be. I need I need to make a t-shirt. We need to get we need to get a t-shirt going here. Uh, uh, a Ruben Owens, I don't know. Let's that's another thing. There you go, right there. If we were going to make a Ruben Owens t-shirt, let me know in the YouTube comments. What would it say on it? Okay? Let me know in the comments. That's a great question. That's the hard-hitting question of the day. That is way more important than if you if that is way more important than if you're happy or not that the Aggies are ranked inside the top 25. But um number 2 I th- is um is Chase Basantis. Here's the deal. Ruben Fathery has been a little banged up. He's coming back from an injury. He, it's, it sounds like off every report I've heard, he's going to be good to go. But Chase Basantis has been taking his snaps while he's kind of working his way back in. Work, that being Fafia working his way back in. And I've heard great things. I've talked about how coming in and as a true freshman in the SEC and making magic happen, especially on the offensive line, is almost impossible. I mean, 
LSU had a couple true freshman offensive linemen last year and it worked out well for them, but we just don't see it a ton. It just doesn't happen a lot. And, you know, I think that I think that you have a guy like Basantis who is getting these reps. Is he going to play a significant role this year? I, I don't think so. Is he going to um, is he going to come in if somebody gets banged up or if somebody isn't performing well? I think you could see him potentially him and maybe Mark Naboo be the first couple of guys off the bench. So seeing Basantis come in as a as a true freshman, as a rookie, and go ham and and turn heads, that stands out to me, folks. And I think it's a good thing. Let's say he doesn't play a snap this year. Let's say that everybody stays healthy. You see all your guys stay healthy, but Chase Basantis does work his, you know, um, is kind of like the the sixth or seventh man up on the offensive line with with Mark Naboo, maybe. That stands out to me, folks, because that means next year when he potentially is called upon to be the guy and he has gotten a little bit bigger, faster, stronger in the weight room, he's going to be an absolute monster. So that is what is so exciting to me about Chase Passant is getting these reps right now, even though I don't think he's going to be. I've seen people saying that he's kind of fighting for the starting role. I think Fathery is going to be the guy, but I do think Basantis has done a good job filling in for him thus far through fall camp. My third guy, folks, is the guy we talked about a little bit yesterday here on Locked on Aggies is Javon Thomas. Javon Thomas has been mixing in with the ones at cornerback. I couldn't believe it, folks, to be honest with you. I mean, I've, I've talked about how high I am on, on Sam McCall, on Tony Grimes. We know Tariq Chappelle is going to be a guy, but we've heard that Josh DeBerry and Javon Thomas were taking reps with the ones. I mean, I, and so I want to preface this. I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but don't look at this as, oh, no, Tony Grimes and Sam McCall aren't any good. I, I Now, I look at this because, I mean, there haven't been any reports that I haven't seen anything along the lines of that. All I've seen is positives. So the way I take this is plain and simple. I look at Javon Thomas starting, you know, in, in so far getting reps with the ones. I look at that and I say, he must be absolutely turning some heads. Tony Grimes, former five-star guy who's played at the Power Five level, same with Sam McCall. Uh, he, Sam McCall was, was a high four-star, top 50 guy. But point is, if he's overtaking those guys on the depth chart, don't look at that and be upset. Look at that and say, Javon Thomas is an absolute dog. That's what that says to me. It doesn't say to me that we should be concerned with those guys. It says to me, Javon Thomas is having a heck of a fall camp and that he is absolutely turning heads on a day-to-day basis. Um, so my next guy here is DJ Hicks. Now you might wonder, Andrew, DJ Hicks was the highest ranked guy in the class. How do you have him at your four spot for the, for your true freshman you're excited about X, Y, and Z? Like I said, I put a lot of, you know, there's different categories I ranked this on. It was my excitement, what we've seen at fall camp, how much they're going to play. That's kind of what I put into this. Um, and DJ Hicks fell at the four spot just because, and it's plain and simple. If the defensive line wasn't the deepest room on this Texas a and roster, I think DJ Hicks would be right behind Ruben Owens on this list for me. But he's coming into a position group where there are literally 714 guys who could start and probably should start. So that is what, you know, that's what makes this difficult. That's what makes it hard for DJ Hicks. He's coming into a deep room. And he's a talented guy, folks. He's going to get snaps. He's going to play. He's going to get playing time. The question is, does he get significant snaps? Is he out there in big moments? Or does he get out there when we're beating New Mexico by 700 points? That's what it's going to come down to. And I'm still 
folks, I think Hicks is, is going to be a monster. I just think he came into an unfortunate situation of one of the deepest rooms in college football. So Hicks is going to be okay. And this here's the deal, folks. Let's say he plays, you know, 150 snaps this year, okay, 100 snaps this year. But he he we see he looks great. He continues to get bigger, faster, stronger in the weight room. And then next year, he could be a monster for the Aggies defensive line. And that's kind of what I'm excited about. I think that you're still going to see some positives from you're still going to see some positives from DJ Hicks this year, but I don't think he's going to play a massive role that some some imagine. Um, Jaden Platt's my next guy. Same thing here with DJ Hicks. I don't think we're going to see a ton from Jaden Platt this year. Um, but I've heard only positive things from fall camp so far. Um, at SEC Media Days, Coach Fisher was quick to talk about Jaden Platt. I asked him, well, I didn't ask him. This was I asked him about running backs, but someone else asked him about the true freshman. And one of the first names he said when he started listing off names was Jaden Platt. So, I mean, if Coach Fisher likes him, I like him. My last guy on this list here, number six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, number six. And I have a couple honorable mentions. We won't really talk any about them. I'm just going to read the honorable mentions. But my number six guy is Marcel Reed, the quarterback. I've seen some tapes and videos of him throwing it so far at fall camp, and he is absolutely spinning it. He is spinning that thing. I mean, I have – it's a great football. Um, he throws a great football, which is what I trust. I mean, I, I like when offensive coordinators – head coaches, quarterback coaches, they go out and they get their guy. They go out and get their quarterback. And Marcel Reed is this coaching staff's guy. Um, the tape, the high school tape was great. Everything I've seen so far from him on campus is great. Now, once again, you're not going to see him this year. You're not going to see – he's not going to be playing over um, – he's not going to be playing over Connor Wigman and Max Johnson. But I think seeing Marcel Reed kind of taking some snaps and looking good and, and, and spinning the football well, hitting people, I've seen probably – 15, 20 throws. There's one throw that was you could argue was a bad throw, and it was probably a barely behind a receiver, and it was still a completion. So um, Marcel Reed, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for him. Obviously, the future is the future. It's not going to be this year, but I think you're going to see some good stuff from him throughout fall camp, and hopefully maybe you get to see a couple snaps when we're beating somebody pretty bad this year. You get to see some snaps from him. So I'm excited to see what uh, Marcel Reed has to show for the Aggies. And then my honor, my honorable mentions are Micah Tease, Braven Rogers, Raymond Cottrell, and Torian York, and then Samu, the big defensive lineman. Um, Tease and Cottrell, I've heard Coach Fisher said that he's not not afraid. He would not be uncomfortable with them playing for the Aggies this season. So I think that is exciting um, to hear that you got some true freshman receivers if you need them. And then Terry and York, I've heard he's in the middle of this battle at the linebacker position, which is not a guy that I really kind of foresaw that coming from. So good good for him. It's good to hear that. Um, so those are some true freshman folks. I'm excited about them. We've seen some positives from this 2023 class so far at fall camp, and I can't wait to see what their roles look like and for the Aggies on the field this season. All right, folks, let's talk about that dreaded Alabama football team. This is going to be a big game on the Aggies' schedule that – Contrary to many people's beliefs, I think the Aggies can win this game. We're going to kind of break it down coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. 
Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Who's winning the Super Bowl, folks? Oh, gosh, this is so fun to talk about. I mean, I am just so excited. Football is almost here. And as much as I love college football, folks, I love NFL football. I love fantasy football. I love it all. Um, who's winning the Super Bowl? I mean, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. I like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I'm a, I'm a Josh Allen guy. He's won me back-to-back fantasy football championships. Not last year. Last year was rough. But um, I, 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 there's the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to be great with Joe Burrow. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, folks? I'm going to go. I'm going to say if the Chiefs. That's boring. I know. I get it. I'm going to say the Chiefs. So, hey, if you put your money on the Chiefs, every time you win, every time they win, you're going to get some bonus bets. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnCollege and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to 3300 off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family your land and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So, folks, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. We're going to talk about them. Uh, but this Alabama football team, it, 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 uh, like I said, preseason number three, and it's funny how we're talking about them having so many question marks heading into the season. That is the Nick Saban effect of just how good of a coach he is. Who's their quarterback? Is it Milrow? Is it Buckner? Is it Simpson? I haven't read much about what's coming going on there with their fall camp, but um, I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Who's their guy? I think if you want to go upside, it's it's Simpson. I think Milrow, we saw him. Of course, Aggie fans, we saw him last year. Um, but, I mean, he, he was able to beat a bad Texas A&M team, but, I mean, nothing really stood out to me. And then Buckner, I mean – you know, okay. But at the end of the day, I think these guys just have to be a game manager. I mean, you have a returning running back, you have your receivers. I mean, you know what you got on this tech, on this Alabama football team. Um, they call him, they, so they bring in Tommy Reese as the OC. I, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be the next, um, the next Nick Saban coaching carousel guy that you see take a job elsewhere at some point on defense. You got Kool-Aid McKinstry. They brought in some transfers to that defense, but, Folks, this is a big game and this is a good football team. I don't this is the thing I don't love. I love that this game is is in College Station at Kyle Field. I don't love that it is sandwiched in between the Arkansas game on the road or Arkansas game on a neutral site in Arlington and the Tennessee game in Knoxville. I do not love that. Those were three of your harder games on the schedule right there next to each other. Bam bam bam. I don't love the way that sets up for the Aggies. But it's a game, folks. I think that you're going to have to I think that the pass rushers are going to have to create havoc for these whichever quarterback wins this job. I think Evan Stewart is going to have to get open on Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, you have to have your, your number one guy get open. So that's going to be a, a fun matchup, Kool-Aid McKinstry versus Evan Stewart, assuming those two match up against one another. But that is going to be a fun one. Um, but, I mean, it's a game, folks. I mean, here's the deal. I mean, it, it, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. Alabama is going to be favored. I don't know if I'd say heavily, but they're going to be favored. So the question is, can the Aggies overcome and win a big game in front of their home fans? I, I think this is a game. 
if I had to, like I say, if I had to predict, if I had to predict my upset for the year, it it would be the Aggies over the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, I am not as high on the Volunteers as others. I think that they're going to kind of be a little disappointing. So I, I think the Aggies will beat Tennessee, to be honest with you, and I don't think that'll come as much of a surprise. It won't come as much of a surprise to me. I think it'll surprise many. And then again, Tennessee could lose a couple games early, and and never mind. But I think I think that Texas A&M can beat this Alabama football team, folks. What I do, do I feel great about it? No, it's Alabama, talented roster, best college football coach of all time. It's not something that I'm I'm out here going to predict or say it's going to happen for sure. But I think that this is a game. I mean, you beat them before. I think you can beat them again, and I think you can definitely beat them when there's a lot of question marks surrounding this Alabama football team. So, folks. This is going to be a pivotal game on the Texas A&M 2023 schedule. If you want to go 9-3, and 10-2, those Tennessee games, the LSU game, and the Bama game, you got to find a way to win one of those, maybe even two of them. Um, so this Bama game, if you find a way to win this game, a, a, a trip to the SEC championship game and an S, a, a, a SEC West title I think is really in play, but you have to take care of business in, in this football game. Or you have to go 2-3 and three against – you know, one and three or two and three against Bama, LSU, and Tennessee. So, folks, this is going to be a fun ball game. I hope that's college game day. I hope that these are two red-hot football teams. It's a clash of the Titans. It's going to be a fun one. I am absolutely stoked to see Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher have a big old match on the gridiron. It's going to be a fun one, folks. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day today, and we will. See you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.